0: Hey, good morning. This is Pastor Greg Scheip, and I am just so excited that you're joining with me today to do a little study in God's Word together. Looking forward to just jumping in the Psalms and meditating on God's Word and it speak to our hearts and encourage us each day. And um, I just love the Psalms. I love the practical nature of the Psalms written by regular people going through everyday type of life stuff and, um, and, and written with a reflection as aspect or attitude of just who god is and responding back with praise to him and um so i just am really looking forward to jumping in this together and we're going to jump all around different psalms we're not necessarily going to say in order one two three four five um in fact today we're gonna to start in psalm three so if you have your bible you can open with me in fact i would encourage you to do that to grab your bible and grab your copy of the scriptures let's do a little study together in in the psalms and while you're turning let me just give you a little bit of a kind of a, a little bit of psalm history a little bit. Um, and uh, so the psalms are written, again, by just regular uh, people. The word psalms is a transliterated word, a Hebrew word, into Greek and then to English, and it means praises. And so it's, it's really a reflection going through everyday life and turning it into praise. And so they were sung. It was the, it was the song books, as you know. It was the songs sung by the people of God throughout the last millennia. As they would come to the temple, they'd go to their synagogues and in their homes. They would sing these songs and just reflect. And I don't know about you, but I love music. I love singing. I love songs. And just being able to let those speak to my heart. And so if we let God's word, God's songs refresh us, how good would that be? And so this will be a lot of fun to study together. Now, um, this psalm. Is a psalm that's going to deal with a time when David is writing it. David writes about 73 of the psalms are written from David, and he's writing it while going through a storm. I don't know if you've ever been in a physical storm that's just been incredibly difficult. Um, I remember when I was younger, we used to go as a family uh, to the Florida Keys for vacation. And uh, this one summer we were down there and we would go with my uncle and his family and we would camp on Long Key. Uh, we would, our, our tents would literally be about 20 yards off of the beach and um, off the water. And I remember one time around dinner time, looking out over the water while we're eating dinner and seeing this cloud. look looked like it was a cloud going from the water to the sky. And so somebody grabbed a set of binoculars and we looked out at through the binoculars and what it was it was a funnel cloud and it was sucking water out of the ocean up into the clouds and uh, i remember my dad saying oh that's not a good sign for how things are going to go tonight and boy was he right man that storm hit us so hard in the middle of the night that night um we were in one of those old tents if you're a tent camper you'll remember those old heavy canvas tents the tent uh canvas was we kept it in an old army bag a huge army bag it was not waterproof at all and uh heavy as can be it's like a cheese cloth the waters went right through it and the poles were these aluminum poles so here we are in a tent in a major lightning storm and we're in this tent that doesn't keep out water and we're in with these aluminum poles that are like lightning rods and i remember in the middle of the night man that storm hit and it was lightning everywhere thunder and then water was rushing into the tent i remember looking down and water was like a, a river flowing through our tent things were floating going through our tent and uh my dad was having a great time with him. he thought it was hilarious and um, he was laughing he took a picture of us all screaming and i remember the next morning getting up and um after things kind of settled down we finally got to sleep the next morning got up and i remember uh, we were talking to my uncle and his family and said, how did you guys fare with the storm last night? And my uncle told us that my two cousins, Michael and Kevin, who were younger than I was, they slept through the entire thing. They didn't wake up during any lightning, the thunder, all that stuff going on. In the midst of that storm, as amazing as it was, they were in peace. And they just didn't even wake up. Well, how do we get to, in a spiritual realm, when we're going through situations of life to having a piece like that. Well, I think David speaks really well into that in, in Psalm 3. And, and the inscription above it, which, by the way, the inscriptions in the Psalms are included in the original text. And so they are equally inspired. And it tells us it's a Psalm of David when he fret, fled from Absalom, his son. You'll remember that. In fact, you can turn to it if you want to later on in a future study in 2 Samuel 15 to 17, which talks about, when Absalom formed a coup against him and and David had to run for his life out of Jerusalem and flee. And, uh, and you think, you know, how does David handle that? But you look down in verse five, look at verse five. And he says, I lay down and slept. And I woke for the Lord sustained me. How do you in the midst of that time when your own son is trying to kill you thousands of people out after you? David says, I was able to lay down and sleep. He had a calmness and a peace. Where did that come from? Well, I would say one, I think it comes from a journey, a lifelong journey with the Lord. If you remember, David was probably about the age of 15 when he was anointed by Samuel to become king. and But yet he didn't actually accept a throne uh, until he was 30. He, at the age of 30, he was given the throne of Judah, the southern two tribes of Israel. And it wasn't until he was 37 and a half that he became king over all of Israel. Now, ponder that for a moment. For probably 22 and a half years, David struggled with all of that before he actually got what God told him he was going to give him. And so he learned to trust God. He learned when running the wilderness that God would sustain him, God would protect him, God was his comfort, God was his strength, and God was his constant companion. And that comes over time in a relationship with the Lord. And so David the next morning really writes this psalm. He writes a psalm of reflection. In fact, this psalm is commonly referred to as the morning psalm. Uh, because the morning does come. Uh, the morning is still there. It's it's kind of like as, as bleak and as dark as things may seem at times. The sun comes up. There's a fresh new day. And hey, remind yourself of that today. As You look outside and you see the sun shining now this morning if the sun's up so far and And the birds are singing and even some of the trees are starting to bud. And we see just that God is in control. He's sustaining everything he created. And all those things might seem, even with this coronavirus, like there's a lot of turmoil and there's a lot of uh, uh, fear that's going around. God's in control. And so let's just dig in for a moment in this psalm and just kind of glean some truths to chew on today. The word meditate, it means to chew over. To bring it back up and just to think about and ponder. And so let's read it and then we'll just dig out a few things and a few thoughts this morning. He says in chapter Psalm 3, he says, Lord, how have they increased who trouble me? Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. But you, O Lord, you're a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice and he heard me from his holy hill. I lay down and slept. I awoke for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Selah. In fact, you'll see that word Selah three times in the text. And there's a little bit of a, uh, uh, maybe a, a lack of um, agreement on what that word Salem means. Uh, it's found 73 times in the Psalms, all with the poetic Psalms. And it could mean that it's a tightening of the strings um, to kind of go up in pitch uh, in, a, in a song type setting. We don't know on that. Other thoughts that it means to meditate or to pause. Um, I would tend to take that side. This that word selah means to to stop and pause. Think about that final one. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Hmm. I'm gonna chew on that. Stop and pause. And that idea there. So we know the condition of the psalm, and we really see David reflect on that in verses one through two. Uh, that there is many who are troubled against him, and that rise up against me. Many are say, "There's no help for him in God." And you remember the rebellion of Absalom. And uh, can you imagine having your own son desire to kill you and to remove you from power? Now, David was facing a real challenge, and um, and he he faced as well some rejection of his close friends. Uh, we have Ahithophel, a close companion and counselor. Uh, 2 Samuel 15 verse 12 tells us turned against David. You've got Shimei cursing his name. Uh, You've got uh, later on we read about Ahithophel giving counsel to have 12,000 men go chase after David. There is scores. There is thousands of people who are following Absalom. Thousands of people who David had served and had developed relationships with. And yet they've turned against him. And so David, it says there, and there are many who say of me, there's no help for him in God, that, that there's no hope for him, and that God won't save him. But that's not true because David then responds in verse three, and he begins with a conjunction, but. That's what everybody is saying, but. This is how it looks. It looks like the coronavirus is going to cause. Massive devastation and there's no hope and we can't fix it looks like the economy is broken and we'll never get it fixed It looks like our political system in our world is 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 all enraged and and everybody hates each other but But you oh lord are a shield for me My glory and the one who lifts up my head now Now just look at some of the words here again This is the next morning as david regroups and reflects he takes a step back And he says god you are a shield you're, you're the one who surrounds me. You protect me on every side. I don't know about you, but I remember growing up, and there were times my dad would send me out to the shed to go get something out of the shed, which is, we had about a, an acre. And so the shed was just back in the back corner, but it was a very wooded lot. And it was, to a young boy, it was scary to go out there at night. But at times, my dad would walk out with me. He'd say, hey, Greg, let's go out there and let's get something out of the shed. Let's go get I don't know, a piece of a two by four, whatever. And um, and so when my dad was there, there was no fear because he surrounded me. In other words, he protected me. I love the way that Paul puts it in Philippians four. Remember, the Lord is at hand. He says in verse nine, the God of peace will be with you. Jesus promised in the Great Commission that he would never leave us nor forsake us. Uh, that he will be with us even to the end of the age. And so we're given that promise that God is our shield. He's going to protect you. Not one thing is going to get to you that God won't allow for a purpose. So we can trust him with that. God is our shield. He says God is his glory. and implies that David's joy, the things that brings him glory is God, not anything else. It's not the thing that brings him glory is the amount of money he has or the things that he's amassed or his position at his job. That's not his greatest glory. His, and, and, you know, David had been king. He had had some massive victories, killed Goliath, slain thousands, and he says, my greatest glory is God. The thing that I find the greatest pleasure in is God. That ought to be our statement. God, you are my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. You're the one who sustains me, and you 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 help me in every situation. It basically, he says that God is the one who placed him on the throne, and God can do it again. You see, when God is in control of your life, it's easier to say like Job: "The Lord has taken, uh, the Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away." Blessed be the name of the Lord. God is the one who exalts and brings low. That's why. Uh, Paul learned to say, In whatsoever state I'll, I am in, I can be content. I've learned how to be content when I'm put low and when I'm exalted, when I'm hungry and when I suffer need, and when I have plenty. He said, I've learned every situation because God is the one who's in control. He's going to lead me and guide me. If I just walk with him, he'll be the one to lift up my head. And he said, And not only that, God hears my cry. I cried the Lord, and he heard with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. God is a God who cares what we're going through. And so David says, I sleep in peace. Imagine in the midst of all of this, David peacefully goes to sleep, and he sleeps soundly. Thousands after him, the kingdom in a, in a mess, and David sleeps. So Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Because he trusts in you. There's a peace that comes in that situation. And so there's there's what we need to have. Just like my cousins in the storm. They felt their their parents would take care of them. And they had nothing to fear. Just in the same way. Our Heavenly Father is there. And we have perfect peace. In no matter situ- whatever situation. We can, we can grow in the knowledge of him. We can enjoy that relationship with him. And so then David responds with a confidence that God you're going to. You're going to protect me. I can, you, you, just as you've done before. You're going to disarm my enemies. And then he says, as he finishes out, salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. God will continue to bless his people. So we trust him in that. Salvation is through him. and He is good. So when we go through storms, we go through different situations, our focus is. Needs to be, let me just draw close to him. Let me just meditate on who he is. Richard Fuller, a 19th century minister, he told him an old seaman who said this. He said, in fierce storms, we must uh, put the ship in a certain position and keep her there. He says, that's, that's the idea of when you're in a storm on the seas, just put it in a certain position and then keep her there, riding out through the storm. Fuller said this. He said, this Christian is what you must do. You must put your soul in one position and keep it there. You must stay upon the Lord. And come what may, winds, waves, cross seas, thunder, lightning, frowning rocks, roaring breakers, no matter what, you must hold fast your confidence in God's faithfulness and his everlasting love in Christ Jesus. Boy, isn't that good to meditate on today. I hope you'll take some time and just be encouraged by that, to chew over that. that God is faithful, no matter what you're facing. God is faithful And we can lie down and sleep We can have a calmness and a peace and a joy God's in control And so let's close real quick in prayer And then I hope you'll chew on this throughout the day God thank you so much for being our God Thank you for being faithful Just like we see that you have been with every one of your saints Throughout the history of the of the world and that God even with David You were faithful to him Even when his own son Amassed a master coup to try to remove him And to kill him he had a calmness and a peace. Lord, may we also walk in that same calmness and peace. May we be able to lie down and sleep. May we have our, our, our hope and our confidence that that you are our shield. That you are our defender and protector. And that God, you are the one who's our glory. And you're lift up our head. So God, we thank you for this, this psalm this morning. And may you encourage us throughout this day with this truth. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, hey, have a wonderful day today, and I hope that this will encourage you and just give you something to chew on and meditate on who God is today. Have a great day.